Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the first campfire of the year. Absolutely. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. (laughs) We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. We are indeed. I have an invitation for everybody before we start. Have you? I do. I would like to invite you all to join us at the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show, January 22nd through 29th on the Midway, as we will be there the entire time. That is a great invitation, and I hope that all of our listeners take us up on it. That is a lot of people. That's true, it is. (laughs) I I have to say, I'm extremely grateful. Our numbers have really improved dramatically, especially recently. Yes. So, welcome to all of you new people. You will find we are a fun and friendly group. We have a Facebook group where you can come and join us. And we love hearing from you and we hope you enjoy hearing from us. And we would love to meet you in Quartzsite. Yeah. Okay. So to that end, there are two signature events happening, but we are going to be there at the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show in Quartzsite, Arizona the entire time from January 22nd through the 29th. 30th. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you know? We're going to be there even longer. 22 through 30. 22nd through 30th. Saturday through Sunday. Super duper. (laughs) Well, there are two signature things we'd like to invite you to be a participant of. Tuesday, January 25th at noon o'clock, we are going to be recording this podcast Not this episode, but this podcast (laughs) live from the Midway. We will be recording that week's Stressless Camping episode. Right from the Midway. Live from the Midway, yes. Tuesday the 25th at noon. And then Thursday the 27th at 2 p.m. We are going to be doing a content creators roundtable. And we have a bunch of really interesting people, including Courtney from The Flipping Nomad and and a few others that you may have heard of who are going to be there. And we're going to discuss RV stuff and the future and what's happening and things like that. That'll be very fun. Yeah. So we will record that Thursday, the 27th at 2 p.m. and make that into a video, which we post on the old tubes of you. Will we also make that the next week's episode? I don't know. Okay. I don't. We'll see. That could be a whole different enchilada. <laughs> so I am not making any guarantees about right. that, but it'll certainly be interesting. TBD, to be determined. Yeah, TBD. <laughs> That's our invitation to you. What is Quartzsite? We'll put links in the show notes, which are on the webpage relative to each week's podcast. So this will be episode 132. If you go to our stresslesscamping.com and then podcasts, it's uh, slash 132. And there'll be links to what the heck is Quartzsite? Quartzsite is a town in Southern Arizona. That's the really simple answer. It's a town of, I don't know, 1,500 or 2,000 people year round. But in the wintertime, when the snowbirds all escape the snowy, miserable places of the world, Ouch. <laughs> they tend to head to 
you know, the beautiful South and a lot of them go to Quartzsite. And so in the wintertime, Quartzsite is miles and miles and miles of people boondocking in the desert. Yes. And so the King family, now Kimmy King, puts up a gigantic circus type tent and there's the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show. And there is just about anything you can imagine for RVs, including maintenance and repairs. Right. But stuff galore. And we're going to be right smack dab in the middle of it. As Tony said, you can make a reservation or an appointment, I guess it would be called, to get some work done. And upgrades. And upgrades. And everything that you could think of that might be RV related in the loosest form. Yeah. And plus really, really great ice cream. And there's yeah. beer bellies. And you might find me a time or two in beer bellies, which is a pop-up bar. But there's music the whole time. And so it's right. So those I, things are fun. Those things are not part of the event. They just happen to be located adjacent to the tent because there is a boatload of RVers that go to this thing right. and spend oftentimes their whole what would be winter there in the desert because the weather is good. I mean, heck, you can wear shorts. Yeah, so I refer to quartzite in the winter as a giant swap meet. And okay. anything you want, you can pretty much find it at some booth somewhere in town. <laughs> Including gems and minerals. Yes, yes. Just the week before the RV show is a gem and mineral. There's a kind of a bunch of different gem and mineral activities going on throughout January and February. And so hopefully we'll get to get into town a couple days early so I can go rock shopping before <laughs> we start doing RV stuff. Right. Yeah. If you haven't seen the long, long trailer <laughs> with Lucille Ball, do so and... The acquisition of rocks is relevant yes. to what happens in that movie. I promise I won't do that. I hope not. <laughs> so you can also find details about the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show on our calendar. We have a calendar on the web. It's part of the Stressless Camping website. And there we try to list every RV show nationwide. Yes. Peggy does a good job of following up with that. Thank you. And you can also, there's a map function so you could either go and look by map or you can look by calendar date and my word that is where a lot of you seem to be headed lately the calendar has yeah, gone it's been off very, the hook it's been very popular people want to know where they can go to an rv show and i've got them listed all over the country so yeah. wherever wherever you are or wherever you plan to be you're probably going to be able to find one in I was going to say walking distance, but no, probably well, maybe not. probably in good driving distance though. Yeah, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna guess that this year's RV shows are going to be very well attended. And at the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and RV Show, there is a dealer who brings a whole bunch of RVs there, so you can also look at new yes. RVs of all sorts: travel trailers, fifth wheels, motorhomes, the whole enchilada with rice and beans. <laughs> you may remember last year, the beginning of the year. We recognized that it was that time of year for resolutions and everyone deciding they were going to lose weight and get fit. And we talked to James and Stephanie from the Fit RV. We did. And that was episode 80. And we'll put a link to that. And right after this, we are going to have another little twist on that same topic. Indeed. Did you make our camping reservations? No, everything's full. We might have to rethink our trip. No way. Did you look at Boondocker's Welcome? 
You remember they have hosts all over the place where we can stay free. Some that are totally off-grid camping and some with partial and even full hookups. There's all kinds of great places to overnight. Of course. And we even have a coupon code to join Boondockers Welcome on our partners page. You could save five bucks when you sign up. How could I forget? There are all kinds of great places we can find on the Boondockers Welcome website. Our trip is saved. And speaking of saving money, we will, since there's no charge to stay at any Boondockers Welcome site. It's the best deal out there, and it's a great way to meet local hosts and stay in local places and expand our journey. Well, I'm going to finish planning our epic road trip, and it's going to be even better with stays we find on the Boondockers Welcome website. And it's so easy to locate hosts along your next epic adventure. We are speaking with Adam Hoffman from Team Hoff Coaching. Adam, welcome. Thank you for joining us, Adam. Well, thank you for having me. I love the community that you all have created with uh, the RV world and being relatively new to it myself, I've got tons of value out of it. And we're actually here at a campground in Austin right now on the river. I don't know if you just heard the boat drive by, but we are living the life. That is fantastic. You and your wife, Joanne, are full-time travelers in a Rockwood Mini Light 2109. Correct. The reason we wanted to have Adam on is he has a company called Team Hoff Coaching, which helps people achieve their fitness goals. I'm going to, I'll let you tell it because you're, <laughs> you're better at it because you live it. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, so what we do is we help people get healthy and fitness is a small part of that. But if you, you take into the, the holistic approach to health and wellness, it's eating right. It's what are you consuming with your mind? Where are you growing with your mind? Where's your mindset at? Your habits. And of course, fitness fits into part of that as well. So we kind of address lots of different elements of the overall healthy lifestyle. And our goal for the people that we work with is that we help them get from where they're at currently to where they want to be by just adding some, making some small changes over time so that it's sustainable, so that they're learning as they're going and they're seeing those results and just really kind of being empowered to be that dominant force in their own life. That's awesome. And it parallels your own sort of story of becoming adapt. more yeah. healthy. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'll give the kind of abridged version. And if anyone wants to know more, they can always reach out to me and I'm happy to, to tell all of it. But long story short, about four years ago, I was a high school band director in Texas and that was a 80 hour a week job easily. And just with the stress and the hours and also just tons of bad habits that I've developed over the course of my life to that point, uh, I kept gaining weight and gaining weight, gaining weight and just feeling run down and exhausted. And you know, I was like 35 and I'm like, this cannot be what life is supposed to be like. And so I kind of hit a, a pain point in my life where I'm like, I, something's got to change. And, and I didn't really know what, and I had tried a lot of things to make some changes in my health and nothing really stuck. Nothing was consistent. And then I reached out to a friend who made some changes and he kind of showed me a, a structure that worked and a, a program that I followed. And Man, I tell you what, as soon as I started that, it was like I could see the benefit in this and finally having something that was like I didn't have to do any guesswork. It was just simple and it was easy and I felt good and I was losing weight. And over the course of seven months, I lost 100 pounds, wow. which 
that in and of itself is is life changing. But what's better is that that was three years ago that I hit that hundred pound weight loss mark, and I've been able to maintain not only that with the healthy habits I learned along the way, but I'm continuing to move forward in my health every day. You know, we we added in fitness into our journey, and we go to the gym regularly. Even now on the road, we have a Planet Fitness membership. Um, when we're not around there, we've got workouts we do at the trailer just to kind of keep moving as well. Um, we got our bikes hooked to the back of the trailer as well. So we can go on bike rides and just kind of stay active that way. But as a health coach, that's part of my accountability. Uh, and one of the things that I learned is just building in your own accountability into your journey mm-hmm. is going to be one of those things that helps. So because we help hundreds of people and, and about 3,500 people the last three to four years, we've been able to you know, make an impact in their life. You know, that keeps us going on our health too, because that's a lot of people to, to yeah. let down. And so, you know, one of the things that we learned about this is just, you got to bring people on the journey with you and, and share it out loud and do all of those things. And that's kind of my story, I guess, in a nutshell. So I guess the other half of that too, is that after I lost 100 pounds, people wanted to know what I did, of course, because you can't really hide that. <laughs> right. So we started helping other people get started on the program and coaching them and just kind of answering their questions and being their guide, giving that little gentle nudge that a coach does every now and then. And, um, you know, that became kind of a side gig while we were teaching and it was great for paying off debt and all of those uh-huh. things. But then right before COVID shut everything down, we had the opportunity for one of us to resign from teaching and, and do this full time. It had kind of grown to that point where it needed to happen. And so I put my resignation in two weeks before COVID hit and then oh, um, wow. COVID hit and I said, okay, well, I just quit my quote unquote safe job and we're running a business full time and now we're in a global pandemic and <laughs> but I really felt called that this is what, what God wanted us to do and we prayed about it for a long time and so I said, you know what, God, you said you said put up or shut up, so here we go and we go yeah. <laughs> we were able to kinda of continue to build the business throughout the pandemic because I mean a lot of people were home and they were five feet from their refrigerators and they didn't have right the structure dictated to them that they were used to in their lives. So we were able to help people just kind of learn how to lead themselves and and create their own structure and and focus on the things that they can control in that crazy time of where we had no idea what was going on or what it was going to be like or you know there was a lot of fear and a lot of different messages yeah. being sent and just kind of like drowning out the noise and like, okay, well, what do you, what, what can you do? What do you want to do in this time? And, and we kind of built our business off of that. That's still where we go with people because the biggest thing that I've discovered in the last four years of this healthy journey, yeah, the, the practical healthy habits have been great, but it's been all about the mindset of what do you want to create? And you're in the driver's seat in order to do that. And that's really been something that was not taught to me before you know Uh i was always kind of like you know you just you do the things and i felt like i was kind of bouncing around and whatnot but anyway that's a really long answer to your (laughs) your question that's a good one though i like it and joanne is also on the journey with you she helps with the coaching if i'm not mistaken correct oh yes she is an amazing coach as well and uh, it's great that she does this with me because i'm very driven and go 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 and she's a great encourager and and we've learned that we each have our own personality traits and strengths and that they complement each other really well and even before we did all of this when we got married everyone's like you guys balance each other really well so having both 
viewpoints and having both voices is really valuable to our clients for sure. But even like for us in our marriage to be on this mission together, to be able to go on these adventures together, seeing our clients all over the country and, and also just seeing the country in general. I mean, it's been a huge blessing for us to be able to just to have those options in our life. Yeah. So do you do seminars? Do you do a, a you know, 300 person audience or are you only one-on-one or how structurally, I guess I'm kind of curious how you manage that many people that you're helping. Yeah, that's a really good question. So we kind of do all of the above. We have people that we are helping directly and then we have other coaches that we're mentoring that are helping the people that they know. And so once a week, we kind of do a big webinar for like the whole organization. And and then also each week we connect with the people that we're helping directly as a one-on-one, just a a five or 10 minute check-in to see, you know, how they're doing and what the wins were for that week. And then, you know, push them, nudge them just that other half of a percent to, okay, well, if we're at a, if we're at an eight out of 10 this week, how can we make it an eight and a half out of 10 for next week? And what's that going to look like? And just kind of being that third party, if you will, to give them that little nudge to move Mm -hmm. to that next step. What kind of things, like if somebody is intimidated, they're like, ah, I I really want to do something about myself or whatever. I got 20 COVID pounds or, or, you know, the (laughs) the thing I'm sure you've heard a million and one times, but they might be intimidated. What are some of the hurdles people feel exist that really don't exist to starting to work with you? That is a really good question. So the intimidation factor is very real. And for me, it wasn't about doing this, but for me, the intimidation was at the gym. So I'm going to kind of relate to that because I didn't have any clue how to work out properly. I didn't have any clue how to structure what I needed to do in order to get to my goals. I didn't have any clue how to to use the equipment without hurting myself because I had already done that a couple times. So that was really intimidating. So what I did is I said, okay, I need someone who's been there and done it to help show me the way. That's kind of what we do. If you are at a place where you're like, hey, you know, I've got this extra weight I'm trying to get rid of. You know, I'm just feeling run down. Just feel like I'm kind of in a rut right now and I need a little nudge to get moving. Like that's reach out to somebody who's been there. Now, of course, we've been there. We're happy to help you. But really, it's all about finding someone who's done what you want to do and then reaching out to them and saying, hey, help me. Because not only is that going to help you, but that's going to help them to continue to move forward. Like we talked about earlier about that accountability piece, because bringing other people on the journey with you is an important thing. There's a reason that the AA structure is the way it is, right? They have a 12 step program. It was easy laid out steps already ready to go. They've got community, they've got the meetings, right? And then after you've been there for a while, then you bring other people with you on the journey, you sponsor somebody. And so that's all laid out on the same basic human behavioral principles is kind of what we do. Maybe not as as formal as that, but it's kind of the same idea. That's how the human brain works and that's how habit and lifestyle change happens. And so that's what we do. Is hiring somebody to help with being a healthier person expensive? Well, it really depends on what your current habits are. Then for us, it'll be expensive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, most people... The average American, I'll say anyway, spends 20 to $25 a day on food. So if you figure that you're spending 20 to $25 a day on food and that food probably is not serving you to where you want to go, 
you know, I mean, you can go to Starbucks and spend seven bucks on a drink and it's right. going to have twice as much sugar as you need in your daily intake right there. <laughs> and that's how you start your day. You know, to work with us, it's about 12 to 15 bucks a day. And most of your food is actually covered in that cost. So, you know, it all depends on what you want to do. If you go and you talk to a nutritionist, they're going to have their own prices. And if you go and work with a personal trainer, they're going to have their own prices. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's not about the cost. It's about the value. What are you getting for that money? Because no matter what you want to do, I mean, even if you like decide, okay, well, I'm going to run 10 miles a day and, and that's going to be my goal for being healthy. Well, you still, you've got to buy equipment for that and you've got to yeah. structure out a plan and, and spend the time and your time costs money and all of that too. So there's a lot that goes into it. And so the cost is part of it, but really it's what the value is. And is that money that you're investing in your health, is that going to be serving you for what you need in your lifestyle right now? Right. right. Because a trip to the docks for fixing something that you broke because you're unhealthy is really expensive. <laughs> yeah. You're not lying there. And I can, I can attest to that because I started this healthy journey after I was trying to work out 100 pounds overweight and ruptured a disc in my back for the oh, second time. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. That's, that's miserable. So yeah. after two back surgeries and two knee surgeries from going too hard, being overweight, yeah, I mean, you talk about cost, uh, even yeah. with insurance. That was quite a, a, a feat right there. And then, you know, the other thing that people don't take into account, too, is like the doctor's visits and the, the medications and, you know, things like that, too, depending on your insurance, of course. But all of that costs money somewhere down the line as well. And if you can be preventative in stopping those down the line, that's an investment that's worth it, too, because you talk to anybody who is sick in any way, shape, or form, their number one thing that they want is better health. That's the only thing they're worried about. Yep, they're not worried sure. about money. They want to sure. get better, right? And so thinking about, and this is this is great for everybody who's working on New Year's resolutions. It's like, yeah, what do you want to do and what's your life going to be like in a year from now if you make those changes and are successful and stick to it, stick to that commitment? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But also... What's going to happen on your current trajectory if you don't make any changes? That's an important thing to take into account as well, especially when considering, you know, well, this is going to cost and that's going to cost. Everything is going to have a, a, a financial cost to it. Everything is going to have a time and commitment and, and overall just mental capacity cost to it. But is that going to be more than if you do nothing and where you're at in a year? For yeah. me, when I started this, you know, I was pre-diabetic. I was borderline high blood pressure. Yeah, 100 pounds overweight, had fatty liver. Like, had I not done anything, I knew where that road was going to take me. And that wasn't someplace that I wanted to go. Yeah, and you were a young guy. Well, right. you still are a young guy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Age is but a number. But I tell you what, uh -huh. I feel younger now at 38 than I did when I was at 28. That's yeah. for sure. That's that says a lot right there. Do you have tips? Because since you're a full-time traveler, do you have some tips people can use while they're traveling to maintain their health? Absolutely. And it really depends on what your goals are. So I'm just going to throw out a couple different things that we do in order to kind of stay healthy and in order to keep moving forward in that. 
And then if people have specific questions or whatever, I don't know if you guys include my contact info or whatever, but they can yes. reach out and we're all more than happy to talk to them as well. But a couple of things, starting with the nutrition, because nutrition is really 80% of your overall health. It's what you're putting into your body. So fully respecting that some people are camping full time. Some people are doing this as a, a kind of a weekend warrior thing. Some people are doing it on occasion as a, a recreational thing. So everyone's going to have their own different approach to this. Mm -hmm. So knowing what you want is really important. So if you're trying to lose weight, eating healthy is going to be the number one best way to do that. So if you're full time like we are, then that means that we're regularly you know, cooking at the camper. We're following our nutritional structure. We're trying to keep you know, sugar and, and alcohol and things like that to a minimum because this is our regular life routine. Now, if you're you know, doing this as a recreation and those things are part of your recreation, then you just have to make a decision of what do you want, right? What do you want more? Do you yeah. want to, to enjoy the weekend how you normally would? And if you do, there's no judgment in that. That's It's your time. It's your life to do with what you want. Do you want to maybe make some healthier changes but not completely cut out the stuff that maybe isn't serving you? Or are you going to say, you know what, I can break this habit of having, speaking for myself, by the way, having a 30-pack of beer for the weekend while I camp. <laughs> like, maybe I don't need that anymore. <laughs> maybe I'm going to start, I'm going to have a six-pack or, you know, start trying to make some changes in that direction. And I'll be honest, it took me three years of this healthy lifestyle before I was able to fully make that full transition and commitment to cutting those things out of my life on a more permanent basis. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. It takes patience and you've got to know what you want, right? And so healthy cooking at the camper is a big thing. Cooking is a big part of camping and, and having all of the things. So finding healthy substitutions for the things that you like. Yeah. Replacing ground beef with ground turkey, replacing, you know, starches with vegetables. We just made a one of our go-tos for about every single meal. We've got that that suburban flat top. Oh yeah, I love that thing. I do too. It's it's awesome. We do cauliflower rice, and we do some sort of protein. Sometimes it's ground turkey. Sometimes it's shrimp. Sometimes it's chicken. Sometimes we'll throw some onions and peppers and stuff in there as well. Mm -hmm. Some coconut aminos, and just throw it all on there and cook it up, and it's. It's amazing. It makes a great meal. It's healthy. You're getting all your nutrients that way and then keeping your, your carbs and your starches low. Yeah. So that's one thing, just finding those healthy substitutions. And that's going to take some planning ahead in some cases because depending on where you're camping, your grocery supply can be interesting. So <laughs> again, just having a plan in advance of what you want, knowing what you want and uh, maybe depending on where you're going, grocery shopping ahead of time. Like we got here last night at like nine o'clock and we're like, all right, well, we need to go find the grocery store and cook some dinner. And we realized oh the grocery <laughs> store is 38 minutes away from us. Oh, and we oh. said, you know what? We don't really need dinner. We had a big lunch, so we're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the joys I find in traveling is local stuff. And that can be things like farmer's markets, but unfortunately also sometimes yeah. local things. Ice known. cream shops and breweries. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week we talked about finding a great custard stand in yeah. Louisiana. <laughs> no, St. Louis. St. Louis, you're right. 
But a lot of times you can go to local farmers markets or stores, and the taste is also a part of the adventure. Absolutely, we were just in Gulf Shores, and we we went and bought some uh, some fresh shrimp and uh, had them cook it even for us there. So it was all done up right. And nice. Then, yeah, we just paired it with some again some cauliflower rice, and so having those healthy options is really important. The other thing is you know staying active, taking sometimes if you're especially if you're working on healthier habits, taking the emphasis off of the food and putting it on activity or relationships. So we center as humans, uh, a lot of our stuff around food. We just got done with the holidays, right? Christmas and, and New Year's and everything yeah. is like food, 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 food. What are we going to eat? You know, all that stuff. And one of the things that we work with our clients on is take the emphasis off the food and put it on the relationships and have some plans for how to build those relationships. And sometimes that's activity. So instead of, you know, sitting around having s'mores we're gonna you know go walk the dogs or we're going to you know do something else or you know play cornhole or or whatever but something along those lines is kind of that substitution of a healthy habit versus one that may be not serving you and so like one of the things we talked about with our our clients you know after christmas like you know, go throw the football or go walk around the block or go do something besides just go lay in the room and watch football. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with laying around and watching football, but also get your movement in. And so that's kind of the the other thing is like your situation is going to change depending on, you know, where you're staying, what equipment you have available. Like I said, we have a Planet Fitness membership, but if Planet Fitness is over a half an hour away, we'll just stay at our camper and we'll do a workout there. We had a trainer just come up with some bodyweight workouts for us. So we have something that we can do if we feel like we need to get some movement in. We have our bikes. We can go for a bike ride. We have a dog. We can walk the dog. So it's not about focusing on what you can't do, but what can you do, right? Yeah. There's, there's always something you can do. And again, it's just that making that decision is really the important part. So if you're listening to this podcast, we assume that you've made a decision that you want to be healthier. So it's just figuring out what you can do and knowing it's not all or nothing. You're not going to be perfect, right? Especially if you're not doing this full time and it's a a recreational thing or a weekend thing, like you're not going to have the ideal circumstances for everything that you want. So just do what you can do and know that you moved yourself forward that day. Right. One of the things I discovered, there's some of you may know out there, I'm a real fan of Apple stuff and I got an Apple iTunes what is it whatever their plan of stuff and included in that are apple fitness like workouts Workouts. you can do and the like you can use your apple watch that monitors your heart and all this stuff and there are some that require no stuff other than just yourself of course well at least some little video screen to watch it well yeah i mean you could but you could do it with your phone on your phone yeah i've been doing those and i really dig them (laughs) And there's like ones you can take walking with you and stuff. So that can be a component if you're a Apple nerd like yours truly. Oh, absolutely. There's so many resources out there. Like even if you don't have a trainer that draws you stuff up, I mean, you on YouTube, you can find a 15 or 20 minute or 30 minute or 60 minute workout, whatever you want. Again, it's like, you know, what can you do, right? YouTube's full of great options and resources too. For those of you just getting started, my biggest suggestion is start slow and easy and work your way into it because here's where most people run into an issue as 
January 1st comes around, all right, we go to the gym for two hours every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> they go the first day and they spend two hours and they're so sore they can't move that they don't go back for a week. And then week two, they're like, eh, that wasn't much fun. So and it didn't work. So I'm going to give up. Right. Some people may make it longer than that, but a lot of times that's still kind of what happens because it's not a sustainable thing. And so it's all about creating what, what can you do on your worst day? and commit to doing that. Oh, that's a good tip. So if that's, hey, I know that I can commit to walking the dog for 10 minutes a day. Great. Start there. As you find that becoming a habit, and it takes 21 days for a habit, it takes 90 days for a lifestyle change, but you start increasing that capacity. Okay, well, I can walk the dog for 10 minutes a day, and then maybe I can you know, jog for another five with the dog or something like that. You start adding a little bit into that each day. And so over the course of between now and the end of the year, you're going to be like, I don't know, running 10 miles or something. <laughs> and the dog's going to be happy too. Yeah, and The dog's going to be happy. The dog's going to exercise. But most importantly is that by making it something you can do every day, you're actually going to stick with it and have results at the end of the year right. versus you come out the gate right now. Like, okay, I'm going to try to run five miles every day. Well, it's just not sustainable. I've yeah. tried it. It doesn't work. <laughs> I, failed. Yeah. I failed at so much stuff. That's why I'm here right now. <laughs> you because I failed at so many things and, and I've learned a lot through those failures. And that's why we became a coach and try to help other people avoid the mistakes that we made. What are some of the highlights of your journey? Because you basically sold all your stuff, bought an RV and are traveling around full time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of, it's kind of funny. Like I said, there was, man, when was it? Five or six years ago when we were both still teaching down in Texas and just laying there exhausted on a October Sunday, like, man, wouldn't it be great if we could just go travel whenever we wanted and not like have to worry about that, you know, get back in time or I have a band concert or I have these things that tell me when I can and can't go. And fast forward to April, we bought a camper, just kind of on a whim, honestly, <laughs> I don't recommend this, but we didn't do really a whole lot of research. We were just like, hey, we're going to have some events coming up. We're going to be gone for a couple of weeks at a time, you know, for what it costs for a hotel for two weeks. We could easily buy a camper and <laughs> basically pay six months of payments on that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go look into that. And then we can, when we go see our clients, because we have clients all over the country now, and when we go see them, we can you know, stay longer. We don't feel like we have to like, oh, we got a hotel and we got to run and we got to whatever. We can mm -hmm. just kind of relax and then, you know, get to know the area. So anyway, long story short, we went to the dealership and they didn't have anything and we're like, okay, well, whatever. And then the next day they said, hey, we just got this in on trade. What do you think? I'm like, it's perfect. We'll be right there. And then <laughs> it was, of course, you know, this was April of 2021. So everything was going fast. It was sold underneath us. And so we're like, well, oh. where can we find one? And we found one like two hours away. And I called them and I said, I'm going to put a thousand dollar deposit on there. We'll be there in two hours. I'll get it. So we did. We had a Jeep Gladiator truck and then it turns out it wasn't enough to pull it. So we had to buy a new truck. So do your research ahead of time what your truck can actually do and not do. <laughs> yeah, but you chose well. I think the as I've said many times, I think the Rockwood and Flagstaff brands are probably in the top five in terms of build quality and yeah, for having one world. just kind of fall in your lap, it's good that yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> you got a good you had a good choice, and I'm impressed that you are full time in a 2109, which is, if my math is right, it's about an 18 foot trailer, and. We do ours in 16-foot trailer, and we've been out for two months at a time, but we haven't contemplated the idea of 
actually be having that our only home not so that not the trailer we have now i think <laughs> it's if we, easy for us to to go two months knowing that all the junk that we can't get uh, rid of is still sitting in a house somewhere well it, i mean for us when we go we usually go for a weather season right so yeah. we went sure for september and october and you don't have to pack winter clothes well, which are bulky as heck i mean not we didn't like, get home until middle of november and yeah. we did have to go out and buy long pants because neither of us really thought to pack them when we right. left yeah, in I the got, middle of september <laughs> i got new long pants out of the trip <laughs> long pants are just wrong anyway so that any chance i have to not wear them is good for me but part of that point is all the off-season clothes were sitting at, at home waiting for us to get home for full-timers you either have to buy a new wardrobe every season or you have to figure out how to store all that to carry it around somewhere. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's why we're trying to stay south as much as we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just good for a lot yeah. of reasons. I mean, winter, I'm no fan of winter. We aren't either. That's kind of how this whole thing started as, you know, we had our house in, in Des Moines, Iowa, and we were kind of at the point where, you know, our business has, was stable and growing and we're like, well, we looking at you know upgrading the house because we bought the house on our on our teacher's salary and it kind of served its purpose for a couple of years we needed a place that was bigger and had room for gatherings and things like that and then we're like well where do we want to live because we don't there's nothing tying us to this specific area right, right now like you know we can go see her parents whenever we want we can go see my parents whenever we want so we don't have to live near them necessarily yeah we had a couple trips coming up so we're like well maybe we'll just travel full-time oh we've got this like month-long trip planned so we'll see how that goes and then make a decision after that so mm -hmm. we did a trip to nashville myrtle beach and georgia and back and it took about five weeks and we got back to our house and we're like we don't need all this. We don't need the space. We don't need all the stuff. We missed being in the camper after like a day in the house. So we're like, you know what? Let's do it. So we said, we've got our, our little studio apartment on wheels, as I call it. We kind of said a year, but it didn't take us long traveling before we're like, yeah, this is probably going to be longer than a year before we see all the places that we want and sure. go all the places that we want. So yeah, that's kind of uh, how we ended up. That's something I've heard from a lot of people is the original idea is, well, I'm going to you know, sell most of my stuff, put some stuff in a storage unit and then travel. And when I'm done with that, I'm going to come back. And usually the what happens is they're thinking, how do I get rid of this storage unit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing a lot of traveling. I mean, putting a lot of road under the wheels, as it were. That's kind of the idea, though. We're like, well, we're going to go see the country. So let's go. And Excellent. So how would someone go about getting started with you, Adam? That's a good question. So, you know, reaching out to us, we'll, we'll have a conversation, just kind of see where they're at, what their goals are and which plan is going to be right. You know, we partner with a company that has all of the system and structure in place already. So it's already been designed by doctors and psychologists and behaviorists to be effective and help people make a actual lifestyle change. So what that looks like is there's kind of four main parts that are going to help facilitate this lifestyle change. First off is the coaching, which is what we do. We're just here to be your guide and kind of nudge you to that next thing that you need on your journey, having been on the journey ourselves. The second part is building a community of people that are healthy around you. So we have thousands of people all over the country who are doing this. So you're not on an island 
by yourself trying to do this. We do in-person events, we do virtual things, we have a Facebook group. So building that community around you is such an important part of this. Um, Just like Tony and Peggy have done with the, the RV living. The third part is our curriculum because we can do all the things to get healthy but if we don't fix what happened in our mind in the first place to get us to an unhealthy place then chances of us staying there are are much lower so we have what we call our habits of health system where we talk about different elements of a healthy lifestyle and you're able to analyze where you're at specifically in that and what the next step for you is going to be there Mm because it's not about taking it from one to 10. It's about taking it from one (laughs) to one and a half and then one and a half to two. But everybody is in a different place with that. And so having kind of a structure and a curriculum to follow along to start getting those wheels turning and start moving you forward in the mindset and the skill sets. And one of the things that showed up for me in this was portion size because I grew up, I'm, an, I'm a farm boy, you know, you sit down to eat, you eat lots of food <laughs> and you eat yeah. it fast and then you go and you do chores and that's all fine and good until you go to college and then there's you no have three, all you can eat meals off. a day and there's no <laughs> chores. And even today, I have to be very intentional about putting less food on my plate than I think that I need because that's been something that I've discovered through this and that's been a huge value because if you imagine over the last three years, the effect that that's had And had I not made that decision and not learned that, where I would be right now. So that's a huge part of this. And then the last part is just structuring out nutrition. So using my own example, you know, I wanted to lose weight. That was one of my number one goals towards better health because my doctor forever, because of my back problems and everything else, said, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, but never told me how. Mm -hmm. So the way we start with this is eating six times a day, every two to three hours, five of those meals actually come from the company that we partner with. There are like 60 different things to choose from, but nutritionally, they're all balanced out to be about the same. So it doesn't matter what you eat. We have bars and crunchers and breakfast foods and lunch foods and desserts and all kinds of delicious stuff, but it doesn't matter what you eat throughout the day. Every two to three hours, you just eat one of those. And then every day you're cooking a healthy meal based on the structure that we give you. So you're getting in the habit of eating smaller nutrient dense meals throughout the day. You're getting the habit of cooking a healthy meal every day at home, which is the healthiest way to eat because even the healthy stuff that you get out a lot of times is not really going to serve you long term. Mm-hmm. And creating this whole collection of healthy recipes that you like. Because our goal is that once you achieve that healthy weight, like what what I did, then we actually transition you off of the food from our company and replace that with grocery store food. So you're still buying food one way or the other. You're just buying it from a different place in order to help make it simple to get started and set up those habits in your life. Right. And then as you get those habits uh, instilled, then we kind of take one of those meals from our company out and we replace it with a healthy snack or a healthy meal that you made and and kind of go on through the journey that way so that we make those small changes to teach you that healthy lifestyle and healthy eating as you go through this journey. Fantastic. That makes a lot of sense and sounds very attainable. Yes. We've seen a lot of great success with it, obviously, you know, in our own lives, but in the people that we coach. And, and, you know, what the cool thing is, is like a lot of people start this because they want to lose weight, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. But what we see really soon is the non-scale victories that are our absolute favorite. (laughs) Just talking to some people, you know, yesterday doing their their post-holiday check-in and they're like, you know what? 
this is the first holiday I can remember when my focus wasn't on food, but was on the people that we were with and building relationship and talking to people. And I didn't worry about the food and I didn't worry about how much I ate. And I didn't feel like poo afterwards. And, you know, <laughs> some of those big wins. And, you know, I was able to get down on the floor and play with my grandkids and get up. Like those <laughs> little things are big things in people's lives. Uh-huh. That's what we love seeing. That's why we love coaching. And, and we get that as a coach, we get that every day from our clients and it's, they don't selfishly. It's like, this is why we keep doing this because we love hearing those things. We love hearing those wins in people's lives. Right. That's awesome. So again, we will put Adam and Joanne's contact information in the show notes. It is Team Hoff Coaching and we'll put the, as I said, the contact information and we encourage everyone to get in touch with Adam. If you have any questions, if you need further information, if you're ready to make the step, give him a jingle and get started on your new year. Adam, thank you so much for your time today sharing with us. We will put a link for people who want to to get in touch with you. I think it'd be a great idea. And it's neat that you can help them remotely and also if they're on the road. Yes. Absolutely. We've got all kinds of experience under our belt as far as what we've gone through and the people that we've worked with and now this new adventure of living on the road and, and how to be healthier while we're doing that as well. And you know, it's been a, a huge blessing, but the you know our, our whole goal is to take our experience and then pay it forward and help other people with what we've learned and put some purpose to that pain that we've all gone through in our life. Sounds great. And we, of course, look forward to seeing you and everybody out there, hopefully, in Quartzsite yes. this year. Yes, indeed. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Now, if you, you know, need to go to the grocery store that's 38 minutes away, (laughs) we better let you go so you can get there. (laughs) I'm going to have to stock up for a few days, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Camping is all about great experiences, and that's why we love Harvest Hosts. Harvest Hosts is the gateway to beautiful overnighting experiences. And with Harvest Hosts, you can boondock at wineries and breweries, cultural destinations, golf courses, so much more. It's a great alternative to traditional campgrounds. Yeah, a lot of those really great pictures you've seen online, like Instagram and such, have been taken at Harvest Host destinations, and you can experience those yourself. You can, and we've got a good deal on Harvest Host memberships on our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. Enjoy your next Stressless Camping getaway at a beautiful destination and save money in the process. Winner, winner. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Hey, chicken dinner. (laughs) So, Tony. Yes? How's your RV of the week looking this week? Well, it's a big one. You mean like a 45-footer? No, 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 no. So, if you don't know, I write a daily RV review. 365 days of the year over on rvtravel.com. Among other things, I also do gadgets and some other articles for Chuck. I also do, at the end of the year, kind of a recap of my Mm -hmm. favorite and least favorite features (laughs) of the RVs that I've reviewed. And, you know, that's, what, 365 RVs, give or take. So I've seen a lot of seeing out there and (laughs) things that I really have thought was was super terrific and things that were not so super terrific so So the first thing i want to talk about is newell coaches now if you have a few million bucks you too can own a newell coach of course if you spend that kind of dough you very likely expect to have both outstanding quality and really cool features and you do but one of the things that stuck out to me 
on the Newell coaches that I think could find its way into other RVs is, you know, usually on your RVs on the windows, you have a pull-down screen. A pull-down blind. Right, a pull-down yeah. blind, excuse me. You're jumping ahead of yourself. I <laughs> Giving away your secret. I am. <laughs> you don't pull down the blinds in a Newell. You push a button and they go down <laughs> automatically. But they have a blind that is a movie screen. And so there's a projector on the other side of the coach and you can lower this screen and it you know covers a window and you project onto it and that's your TV or movie screen, right? And that's like, okay, that's kind of cool. But wait, there's more. Is there? It is a translucent screen. And so you can set the projector to reverse the image and go outside and watch whatever you're watching, football game, movie. Whatever's being projected. Right. You could watch it outside, kind of through the window, and use the coach's built-in sound system to hear the programming. Pretty slick. It really is. But let's look at, you know, how... TVs are done in a lot of RVs. Like in some of the fancier ones, there's a thing called a televator where the TV is kind of in a cabinet and you push a button and the TV pops up. And when the TV is up, it blocks the window. And when it's down, it doesn't. But those take a lot of machinery to make them work. And it seems like they're awfully heavy because those are usually really big screen TVs. And I have fixed a few of those under warranty, so I don't think they're the most reliable mechanism. But a screen and projector, that makes so much sense to me. I don't know. I thought that was cool. But wait, there's more. (laughs) A lot of RV companies are seeing that, hey, the RV industry is going to build 600,000 RVs this year, right? But there's not 600,000 new campsites. And so they recognize, as do a lot of buyers, that boondocking is going to be what helps people find more campgrounds. So there's been a lot of noise and progress made in the world of boondocking. For example, there was a trailer I reviewed early on in the year called the RKS Purpose, and it's an overlanding trailer that has a pop-up section that's the bathroom, and then in that pop-up section also are stairs that you can literally go and sit on the roof of this trailer as like a deck. That trailer also uses the gray water to flush the toilet. Oh, what a novel concept. I've never heard of such a thing. Well, that's where I got the idea, <laughs> but it's brilliant. Yeah, it is a great idea. Tony, we've been trying to figure out how we can make that work for us. Yeah, I mean, why use up your fresh water when you can use up the gray water? And so as such... That trailer has a big freshwater tank and a big blackwater tank and a small gray water tank because you're not You're going to recycle right, a lot of you're that gray water. You're going to recycle that water. Okay. So I like that idea. I would like to see that more. Now, this article about my favorite features got a huge amount of traffic. And one of the people said, well, if you are flushing shampoos and stuff down the black tank, you're going to destroy the microbes that basically do the work to get rid of the stuff we put in the black tank. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I think if you put bleach, you're definitely going to destroy your microbes. But you can put that tank cleaner in your gray tank as well to help break down the things that are in your gray tank. So I 
I don't know if I believe that using gray water in your black tank is going to hurt anything. Right. And again, maybe if you're using those antibacterial soaps, but... Yeah, perhaps. I guess because we use very natural products anyway, I don't think that our shampoo or our soap are going to cause any problems for the black tank. Shampoo. I mean, my shampoo. Yeah, actually. <laughs> actually, that to, beard is so long. He's been using shampoo I, lately. I actually <laughs> have. I have used shampoo for the first time in a long, long time. Because <laughs> my beard, if you have seen pictures of me recently, has, boy, I'm telling you, I'm giving the old uh, St. Nick a run for his money. So anyway, I don't think that it's going to do any harm, at least the products that we use. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah, if you use antibacterial soaps, then you put it into your black tank where back bacteria is trying to work uh, might not be so good yeah right <laughs> but anyway so that's that's the dealio with that but even more as i said the industry is recognizing all of this boondocking keystone rv which is one of the larger brands of rvs and it's a thor product it's owned by thor motor coach who's the biggest rv manufacturer and keeps buying other companies like jaco to become even bigger but all keystone rvs and that includes things like the springdales which are very affordable trailers include at least 200 watts of solar on the roof and up to 1200 watts that's a lot it of is watts. that's a <laughs> lot of watts and so all Keystone products have this, what they call solar flex. And Keystone was really smart about how they went about this, partnering with a third-party company so that that company could mix and match, but also provide a warrantied upgrade path to people with Keystone RV. So let's say you buy the basic Springdale travel trailer and then you realize, oh, I want more solar. So you could get another panel through your dealer and double your solar to 400 watts and it's all covered under keystone's warranty so hmm. it's a neat way of doing it i applaud keystone but uh oh tell me about your butt <laughs> i but, feel like Wee herman right now <laughs> <laughs> there's been even more real world progress our favorite brand rockwood has a series of their GeoPro and Flagstaff ePro, same trailers, mm -hmm. that have the power package, which is 580 watts of solar and a big battery and a big inverter. Mike Sokol, the RV electricity guy, actually has one of these trailers to test, and he can run his air conditioner with no additional sun so if he has fully charged batteries he can go for about six hours oh other than that i mean you can run just about everything in this rv for a long 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 time just off batteries assuming no sun coming but with 580 watts of solar you are getting a lot of sun yeah even when there's not that much sun <laughs> like today yeah like today <laughs> it, it would probably keep up so that is a nifty thing but again, uh huh. <laughs> Winnebago brought out a new micro mini, which Robert Morales, traveling Robert, has that has also a tremendous amount of solar, 
but they have all Truma appliances. So they have a Truma Aventa air conditioner. And the significance of that is that air conditioner can cool the coach and only takes about eight amps of solar when it's running. a lot less than most of our air conditioners, right? tremendously. Yeah, typically they're, what, 15 amps? The problem with RVs is they really don't have to be efficient because the thought in the past has been you take it to an RV park, you have your 30 amps of power, so why not use it, right? But as more and more boondocking happens, we have to be more cognizant of how much power we're consuming. And so these old-fashioned air conditioners, like the Coleman Mocks that most of us have, are kind of dated. Whereas this Truma Aventa is, and I've talked about it before, it's basically where we are likely to go. And if you have a house, you may have a mini split air conditioner and you realize just how much more efficient that is than an old-fashioned air conditioner sure you know we just know how to make stuff better right so that winnebago micro mini has really cutting edge efficient systems built into it so the rockwood is cool because it's got great batteries and solar but the micro mini is just a little bit cooler because it has (laughs) great batteries and solar and really efficient onboard system so hopefully those really efficient onboard systems are going to become more and more popular I'd imagine so. I know Truma has two shipping containers of those Aventa air conditioners that have already landed, at least last I heard. And so stay tuned. Is there anyone else out there that's even hinting at making better air conditioners? I do not know of anybody. I hope that they are. And I would imagine competitive pressure will make them do so. I hope so. All right. Now on to the bad. Uh Uh-oh. There's only two things I have to say. Oh, good. One is when you buy ovens for RVs, and typically you're buying either a Suburban or a Furion, they sell ovens essentially in two sizes, 17-inch and Uh 22-inch. Our Rockwood Mini Light and all Rockwood and Flagstaff trailers that have an oven come with the 22-inch oven. Thank goodness. Yeah. Peggy just did an article about making a whole Thanksgiving dinner in our oven, and we use it and we like it. I don't know anybody who uses and likes the 17-inch oven for anything other than cookies. <laughs> it is a worthless, terrible, and I don't like to be negative, but I wish that all the RV companies that build anything with a 17-inch oven would just either take the oven out altogether and put in a 22 or offer no oven because no oven is actually better than those lousy 17-inch oven. I mean, unless the only thing you ever eat in your life is pizza and cookies. Which doesn't really sound like a bad idea. Right, yeah, wait. Now I'm kind of rethinking this. (laughs) That'd be an excuse. Oh, I'm sorry. I'd like to make something better. But this is all the room we have for in the Well, but there's still, apparently, they also burn more just because it's a smaller space. It's just a terrible thing. So, yeah. 17-inch ovens, it's time they just go away. And the second thing, I am noticing more and more RVs with black cabinets and gold handles, and I think it's ugly. Well, you're entitled to think that. 
But who wants black cabinetry in a small space? Well, I don't, but maybe somebody does. I don't know anybody. I know <laughs> RV salespeople who have told me if it weren't that there's such a demand right now for RVs, they, would not they would not sell them. Yeah. And they're becoming popular. Cherokee has it. Springdale's got it. Outback's got it. I guess that's what we get for complaining about everything being brown. Right. But black <laughs> is not better. It's funny because we have... You and I look at a lot of these RV renovation sites yeah. and see a lot of RV renovations and never have I seen anybody paint all their cabinets black. There might be a black accent and that right. looks good. Sure. But ugh. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Yeah, I think the darker you go in those smaller spaces, the worse off you are. So right. yeah, you can't get darker than black. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and then the gold handles just makes me feel like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> That's just one person's opinion wow. of black cabinets with gold handles. And on top of that, to make it worse, they still have silver faucets. So it doesn't even oh, match. It doesn't even well. match. Yeah. Well, it's, geez. At yeah. least they could switch to brass or something. Oh, wait, not in California. No. <laughs> Is that your wrap up? Of yeah. Best your and worst. RV of the year. <laughs> we get a question of the week. And that can be found on our Fun and Friendly Facebook group. And you can get there from any page on our website. There's a little Facebook F at the top. Click on that and boom, bang, bang, over you go. And this week's question was, what was your best gift from Santa? Yes, and you guys, y'all must have been really good boys and girls because Santa was very busy delivering good toys to you. Chris got a hammock. Cheryl got a propane monitoring system. Kristen got a Breville Smart Oven Air Fryer. I am so <laughs> jealous of that. Mark got a Garmin. And also Troy got an InReach Mini, which I had to look up and found out that's a Garmin, like a handheld Garmin for hiking. Ooh. Lonnie got new tires. Brad got a vintage camper coffee table book. And says, one can dream. <laughs> what a great thing to flip through when you're right? sitting home and you can't go camping. Beth got a propane gauge and a 300-watt ceramic heater and a 12-volt heated travel mug. Beth, you must have Ooh. been a very, very good girl. That heated travel mug sounds pretty I slick. Know. William got RV Hacks by Mark and Julie Bennett. Oh, yeah, that's a good book. That is a great book. I keep that in the camper and I flip through that pretty much every day, just looking for better, more ideas. Yeah, Mark and Julie have done an outstanding job with that book. And Jane got trekking poles, camping cookbooks, and a new door latch to replace the broken one. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody got coal. Well, it's getting harder and harder to find harder, coal, yeah. isn't it? Nobody even got firewood. Although yeah. maybe they did and they just didn't think they should tell us. <laughs> That's potentially true. So what is our question of the week this week? This week, I want to know if you make resolutions. Like to lose weight? Or whatever. You know, Adam talked about losing weight and getting healthier. And it seems like a lot of people make that resolution, but not everybody. Some people actually don't have to lose weight. No. <laughs> we know at least a couple who, yeah. who want to gain some. And so I'm just curious if you make resolutions, you can or cannot 
tell me what they are. Some people keep them very private. Some people feel like if they express what their resolutions are, they have more people kind of watching after them. And I wonder if there's people <laughs> who honest. like wishing on a star don't want to tell anybody. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Some people make their resolutions to themselves and then they know if they mess up, but they don't have to face telling everybody that they messed up. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I didn't vow to lose weight. I didn't want to lose weight this nah. year. <laughs> One of my favorite things is that close to the end of the year, the meme that says, my goal was to lose 16 pounds this year and I only have 20 more to go. <laughs> 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 As always, you can answer those questions of the week and read the answers to questions of the week at our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. And you can get to that, as I said, right from any page on our website. There's a little blue F at the top, the Facebook F. Click on that and it'll take you right there. And while you're on the website, did you know we do a once a week newsletter that is absolutely, totally and completely free? That's right. We have links to stories. We have videos and we have other people's podcasts and anything that we find out there in the RV world that we think would help your RV experience. We share that with you. Yeah. But one thing we never share is your email address with anybody else. That's right. That is not stressless camping. That's right. And we only send one email per week. The other thing to find on our stressless camping website is the discounts and deals page. That's right. It's discounts and deals on the best things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. Oh, and if you've got a great deal for our audience let us know we're happy to share things that are awesome and then right up there on that top corner where the blue f for facebook is is also the other places that you can jump off to like instagram and whatever and when you're done on the website you can run into the social areas and see what's going on over there yeah we keep things social not anti-social <laughs> and of course if you don't want to miss a future episode of the stressless camping podcast that too is absolutely free and you can find us on any podcast app or right on our home on the internet at stresslesscamping.com. We're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Absolutely. And while you're listening to the podcast, if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, a review will help others find this podcast. And well, the more people listen, the better the guests get. That's right. So thank you for the reviews in 2021 and thank you in advance. Thank you in advance for the reviews in 2022. Absolutely. (laughs) We sure appreciate you being here. We hope you are looking forward to a fun and terrific and stressless camping year. And most of all, happy happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping. Long pants are just wrong anyway, so any chance I have to not wear them is good for me.